Hey guys, and welcome to Q&A session 31 of For The Kudos. I'm your host, Joel, and I'm here with... Brett. <laughs> you know what this is annoying? I'm always doing the intro, so I can't ever get to read my name. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it doesn't have the same doesn't have the same impact if I go, I'm your host, Joel. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, good. Still uh, enjoying my yeah. Japanese holiday. L- last day, about to head home, but uh, it's been good. Yeah, it looks bloody insane from, I reckon I've seen about between you and Sasuke about 40 different um, city photos in the street, you know, when you like take a picture of the buildings. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> like, I've, I've taken about um, probably about, 300 photos of Shibuya Crossing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yeah. That's exact. That's what I was trying to get out. Um, no, it's been good. Have you listened? Good I'm assuming you haven't listened to the uh, episode where Jack co-hosted. Has it come out? Yeah. I didn't even know. <laughs> no, <Nah>, fuck <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've got some bad news for you because Jack's actually taken your job. Yeah, sure. I'll just see this podcast fail. Yeah, <laughs> that's why um, I wanted this so, episode to be just all about me. Yeah, yeah for the listeners, I said, I, I said, oh, hey, Brett, what should we do? And he goes, oh, why don't you just ask me questions all about the marathon? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, lucky for you, a lot of people wrote in questions. Yeah. So, and lucky for me, um, I just get to throw week questions off. out to you. Yeah. Week, yeah, week off. So, um, let's get started straight into it. Yep, let's go. Nothing else to update, is there? Um, most no, we'll most people it. will be, li- hopefully people will be listening to this when it comes out right now instead of watching Zatapec. Yeah, or maybe <laughs> even at the track with their headphones in. If they, if they pay $25 to get in and watch. Yeah. Well, t- actually, that's a good uh, side side quest. What's your, uh, what's your thought on that? It's expensive, isn't it? Yeah, it I is. I was just uh, getting annoyed at everyone at, on that Athletes Australia Facebook page. Everyone just going like, I was just reading it and I was getting annoyed at both sides because yeah. they're so like into it. <laughs> I know. It's just like, if you, if it's too expensive, don't go. Whatever. I and like I see the both sides like, yeah, you should be supporting it if you love it. It's like, yeah, but it is also expensive. And I, I went down to the Milers the other night, the 5K champs, and I think yeah. it was like, it was expensive to get into that too. And there's no one there watching. Yeah. Because people just yeah. don't want it. And you can just sit at home and watch it for free if you want. Like that's what it's going to create. So um, I think the main thing is no, like $25. If you're complaining, like, you know, I don't know, maybe a, but it's like going to see the mo- a movie is $25. I think it's like, but uh, we just think of it from a single, a single patron entry, like, you know, me and you. But it's like if you've got a family and you want to go with your wife and your kids, it ends yeah. up being pretty. Like I was looking, people th- were saying like people are doing calculations and they're like, it's going to cost me $150. And I'm like, fucking hell, how many kids you got? (laughs) (laughs) But but it is like, I think kids should be free, surely. Definitely. Yeah, you're trying to inspire the next generation, you know. it's Um, Yeah, um, I don't know. But it's not, yeah, interesting to see because I don't get good crowds anyway. So I just think they need to try to get some crowds there and yeah. That's the thing. Didn't they, haven't those people listened to that episode where you and I, you and I put it pretty much out in a, How to fix in a track. rule book of exactly, yeah, yeah, just yeah. from like A, a to Z, just go yeah. back and listen. I think it does have something to do with um, the people who own the track and they're like charging Yeah, Lakeside is, yeah. yeah Lakeside's super expensive. But, you know, you've got, like the atmosphere is better at Box Hill anyway. I know, exactly. You know, there's, it there's gets everyone tracks. closer and yeah. Doncaster just got a new track laid down yeah. amongst the bloody pine trees there. Yeah, exactly. Good. So 
I know. Well, we'll see, but um, I'll probably pay the twenty five bucks and go and watch anyway. Yeah, that's true. What's what time do you fly in? Uh, I get home at like one or two p.m. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Straight cool. to the track. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Let's get into it. Yeah. Well, we've just obviously rambled on a bit there, so I'll cut half of these questions out. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, people. Uh, starting us off, James on fam asks why the Alpha Fly ones over the twos. Um, so I, a lot of people wore the Alpha Fly twos at um, Gold Coast because they had just come out. People got them that week and wore them, and like Tom Glover. Um, is a guy I know who wore him and had one of the worst blisters I've ever seen on the arch of his foot. Oh, and I just started seeing a lot of people getting so on the arch of their feet, um, these blisters. And then I got them and I started wearing it. I kept cutting the tops of my feet. Um, and I would get these cuts and then just every time I'd run, just keep opening up. So I ended up stopped wearing them and I just started really train way more in the outfly ones. And so I started to like them more and more. So I just thought they were good enough for me and, just didn't want – I knew that would be good. Didn't want to risk getting a massive blister on my arch and that affecting me. Yeah. It's it's one of those things, I suppose, with any sort of product testing. It's like I know athletes do get sent prototypes and stuff to train in and all that, but it's like stuff with it, with any sort of um, technology, you know, um, product design, stuff slips through the cracks, right? Like yeah. it might not – It might people might not be doing like heaps and heaps and heaps of Ks or, you know, it's just didn't go to someone – like obviously a lot, a lot of people love the Alpha Fly 2s, but there's always going to be something, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, not hard. Many, it's um, hard to have a sh- – I think, I think Kipchoge wore them uh, when you ran the world record the other day, but not that many people are wearing, uh, wearing the Alpha Fly 2s. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. most are wearing the vapor flies still. Um, yeah, still. That's true. But I, I'm finding that, yeah, the guys from Nike told me Alpha flies in the later half, later part of the race is worth not feeling as fast at the start. Um, and I yeah. definitely have felt that in my last two marathons when I wore the Alpha flies that I've felt good in that last 10K. And then I'm still yeah. like not breaking down, moving well. Um, so that that's Fatigue why I'm just kind of yeah, exactly. So that's what the biggest benefit I find. So yeah, I just want to kind of stick with them. But then yeah, a lot of guys are all wearing the vapor flies. So um, yeah, interesting for the new um, vapor flies and our flies to come out next year. I think yeah, yeah. Usually if they kind of do stuff something up, they nail it the next next attempt for sure. Um. Next question here, Cameron Mullen. Loved the notes you posted on the blue line. Did you think of flamingos much? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know if anyone hasn't read that. Uh, the blue line. I, I kind I've of already. In- Sinead and I already talked about it on the. Uh, on oh the really? Q&A. Brett, catch up, mate. Does does she anyway. does she do anything <laughs> like that? Uh, no. So she decided that. We were laughing because she she said why she didn't get it, and I said, well, it's to to it's a disassociative technique to like get your mind off the pain that you're feeling, and she's like, oh great, and then she goes, yeah, I'm gonna try it. Yeah, flamingos is good, and I was like, Sinead, pick your own fucking animal. Yeah, exactly. Sinead was sort of thinking that it like had to be, you know, oh, if it's not like a pink bird, it's not gonna work. It's like no, just pick your own animal. Yeah, (laughs) maybe she needs to sit there and, and write stuff down so she doesn't like so she can sleep in the three days before the race. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, so the uh, yeah, so anyway, anyone that hasn't read it, go back and uh, read and subscribe to the Blue Line. A little uh, promo there, but Damn. it, Damn it, it it's uh, 
Yeah, I definitely uh, in London. I actually thought about it a lot more because the that was kind of the fresh thing in my mind, and the paces were wearing like pink. So I would kind of just like whenever I notice it, I just go, "Oh yeah, flamingos," and just think about it. Then, um, in <laughs> in uh, Fukuoka, like so not quite funny. quite as much. Yeah, but it was just this. Okay, I had this massage therapist um, the day before or a couple of days before London, and she was like the most like inspiring like massage therapist like she's just there and just telling you how good you are and just like you walk out thinking like you're a million bucks and she was just like <laughs> don't think just, don't think you or or I need that <laughs> yeah yeah but she uh was yeah was just kind of she was the one that came up with this flamingos thing she just kind of like thought about that and then I was like you know what fuck it it's kind of funny and just something that I'll like kind of think about that's definitely away from the opposite to what's actually going on in the race right now. But yeah, I, d- I definitely think about it. <laughs> to be honest, like I, I, it's a Welsh <laughs> name. No, it's a Welsh name and I can't even say it anyway. <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. No, I, I, just, I don't even know how to spell it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, name like an Apex pin track. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Next question. Caleb Noble, friend of the podcast. Superstar triathlete. Yep. Thought we thought we didn't let triathletes write in questions. Yeah, no. Ever a, since he tried to uh, beat me in that second K at Sunshine Coast Half down the hill, <laughs> he starts off with Brett the Man three exclamation marks. Oof. I don't know if he's. I don't know if he put in three exclamation marks or that's just me retyping. It. <laughs> I, got a bit, uh, I got a bit too eager, but he says, "Do you lap your watch by one k, five k, or ten k increments for the marathon?" Um, and he says, "Or just time." I'm assuming he means just like yeah, looking at the time. I don't do it at all. Um, I I only know my one k splits because of um, Strava looking and. Later, and I, I would sometimes look at 5k splits because I would have the markers. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm never actually lapping my watch I, at London. I lapped um, with 10k to go and thought, all right, let's try to run 30 minutes for the last 10k. Um, but yeah, I don't know, it's not really, I'm not really, I don't really care about the data at the end, it's more just about the, the end time, I guess. Yeah. I think I don't think anyone. Also, when he says, "Do you lap your watch?" I'm assuming he means auto, auto lap. lap. Yeah, yeah. Like I can't imagine anyone's anyone's going through. Imagine each k manually lapping. Yeah, I know. Marathon. <laughs> oh, that would be, make me feel sick. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't um, do Lightknife.jpg. Were you at least celebrating on the inside at the finish line? So that's a little background on that. Brett is that Sinead and I took the absolute piss out of you for her. Not uh, doing anything. Her, and Jack actually got involved in the last episode, yeah, because Sinead's was quite emotional and yours was just like... <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. Because you it were was, so exhausted. Yeah, I don't know. And it was just kind of like definitely on the inside, I was like um, like very happy. But yeah, I don't know. It's just I've, I, we did speak about this after the race. It's just kind of this weird feeling of uh, fine, like finally I've done it. Um, but I think at the same time, I kind of did think about this again. I reckon at the same time, it's like, it was a huge relief and, but yeah. I thought I should be running like 208 or sub 208 for a, a few years now. Um, and yeah. I've been in like, like shape, I, I feel to run about that time. And then this like stitch has come. So it's like, the, like you're having a good race and then this thing just gets ripped away from you. So yeah. it was like, yeah, 
the what my the time was at the end. I'm like, yeah, I should have been running that for years. Like that, that doesn't. That's not what I'm happy about. It's more just like, uh, yeah, finally, I haven't really got the stitch. Th- that's what I was. That's kind interesting. Of, um, that's definitely interesting. I know that feeling. Like I, you know, yeah, you can come. You've probably come across, like you know, when you ran fifty nine, fifty seven. Yeah. Um, Marigami was that time wise. That was probably more of a shock, right? Yeah, that was more of a or shock. Did you? Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like you come across the line and you see the time and you go, holy fuck. Whereas yeah. it's like, I know, I've spoken to you before. You've said, you've said, um, you're like, you know, yeah, it's it's obvious, you know, with, especially with your 59, 57, it's like, yeah. when the hell are you running 207? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's exactly. So, so yeah, it's, it's just kind of like, like you were totally shocked. Nah, and, but, and also in the mar- like Sinead, the thing, I knew I was going to run quick from, like 30k I, I yeah i thought i was gonna run quicker to be honest like, i was a little bit disappointed <laughs> <laughs> that's you why you the line and you 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 yeah like people you were tearing up and the commentators like and brett robinson's so emotional you're crying because yeah, yeah. <laughs> my last 5k i'm like i'm fucking holding on here like i don't know if i'm gonna get to the finish and then but Sinead didn't know i, I read that she uh her watch was on a different screen and she didn't know what time she was going to run. She thought she was going to be close <laughs> to the record and then saw it and was like, fuck, I smashed my PB then and smashed the record. Bloody, where, oh, fucking screens her phone. Uh, like Nintendogs or something. I think she must have like auto laps on. So she knew what, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> She's playing a game. She's playing Snake on it. <laughs> I was hoping you didn't, I was really hoping you did just, didn't answer that because I love when I do something like that and then I'll get messages being like, that Nintendo Dogs joke was so funny and Brett didn't give nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I wonder what, yeah, she, what she did have on. It's weird. Uh, yeah, I reckon she has 5K splits on or something and it m- must there have been- you go, Caleb. <laughs> yeah, it must have been on that and so it's saying 17 minutes or whatever she's coming in at and um, yeah. it's, yeah, so she's- only can see that can't see exactly and you know what it's like to do fucking math after 150 you know the rule (laughs) (laughs) Um, next question probably my two favourite questions just because I just because I know that it's gonna uh, really annoy you Wood Jay asks how's the gravel bike (laughs) question mark (laughs) uh, obviously obviously, yeah I've searched a few uh, on marketplace searched a few on google yeah, it says lock, and then Lachlan Grau follows up. What bo- gravel bike did you decide on? I tell you what, I would look. You did sh- we you shook on it mid episode. Like Jack brought his hand across the table <laughs> to shake on it. We but shook, what, we but, shook on it as well in a warm down as well. Yeah, it was there twice you go. I've done it. But. It was t- twice. That's two shakes. Um, what I do find annoying for you is that why the fuck do you have to buy it? Yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> it's like it's like it's like you've just like now you've shook on like you've broken the record. It's like it's like me saying, "Hey, if I if you break the record, you have to just take three thousand dollars out of your bank account and burn it." Yeah, I know. It's like <laughs> it's like I'm yeah, like I've won, but at what cost? Like, <laughs> I reckon we quote that once every episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh no, shit. so I don't know. I'll, maybe when I get home, I'll. Start doing a bit more research, but I'm still. You know what it probably should have been. You should have if if you had the uh, if you you thought about it, you should have said yeah, deal. But you and Joel have to build it for me. Yeah, I know. I've had you a know, few something people, like that. I've had a few people reach out about um, some discounts and stuff as well. So th- there's options coming in. Good, good. Well, as we say in FTK, watch this space. Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> yeah, it could be watching for a while. 
um, a little side note update here. I just wrote this to remind myself. Tesla Fox wrote in and he said, hey, so with the Japanese marathons, I believe it's top eight that break the tape over there. Um, just a yeah, just a quirk that they have over there. Now that is for anyone who wasn't listening in the last episode. Um, Jack and I were talking about how watching Brett come across the line, it almost looked if you were just if you didn't know a great deal about Japanese marathons, you'd look um, at the the finish line and you'd say, say that Brett came second because the guy in front of Brett was breaking the tape and Brett celebrating came and celebrating. Um, Brett actually came fourth. So Tesla Fox, you're a little bit wrong there because Brett didn't break the tape. So I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, no, it must be. I reckon in that race it was top three, but maybe there is top eight in other yeah. races. I Yeah, I, I don't know. But I know at Marigami they did a presentation for the top eight. Yeah, and I thought it was it, top ten. Oh, it could have been. And like, I'm sure it was top 10 because I came 11th there and I was like, please, <laughs> room, room for one more. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, but I remember the presentation. It like took so long because, and also there's like within the race, there's like six different races. Like you got different yeah. associations and then so you're getting like all these different medals and trophies and you stand up there like with like arms full of things. Just waiting yeah. for the, or, and like tenth place is like getting his tenth medal as well. And you're like, fucking hurry up, mate! But lucky it all. They lucky they do it pretty quickly because it's not like the Japanese to do anything ceremonial. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like twenty minute, twenty minute presentation for each place get up. Like yeah. just, I remember, yeah, just up there for ages. Um, next question, Curtis McSquirtus. Why are the paces so important? And is it possible to do it without them? Um, when he what? says do it without them, I wonder if he means complete the marathon distance or break the Australian <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, Go and watch uh, Ineos or 159 or, or whatever the movie is about and that kind of talks a lot about the paces. But um, paces help a lot. Uh, I think if you look at... Yeah, well, like my splits are like pretty much perfect up until like 25K. Every single one is just like... Just like three minute Ks or, or thereabouts, um, which when you can just kind of get in the pace, get in the pack, and just switch off, it, you just save so much energy. Um, so definitely it helps. And then also just having the we had five paces, um, and then we just had 15, 20 guys behind. So you just Jack said the, he was the big dog. Yeah, Jack he, said he, he was, was the, big, the big boss pacer, and he thought he was like you know big you know rule of the roost, and then he look to the left and realize later that guy'd run like 205. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Brett, Jack was supposed to be like just one of the side guys, but yeah. he just took his place in the middle. <laughs> yeah, it was, that was funny. The Japanese guy, he was, yeah, 205 or 206 guy and just sitting there pacing. And to be honest, so the, cool. like the paces that went to 30K, like they're, they're probably fucking 206 guys as well, 205 guys maybe. Like yeah, they're, uh, sure. they're yeah, very good athletes. But um yeah, I think having a, a good good group is definitely vital to run run a quick time. I, I could not run two oh seven with without paces or without a group. Next question, Katie Ward. How does being in a different place change your race day as opposed to being at home? Um the biggest so good thing, way compare compare Melbourne Mara to Yeah, the biggest thing is uh the food kind of mm. and it can be hard in Japan I, I was lucky that I found a place that just did plain udon 
Um, I don't even know what it was like cold udon noodles, and I just ate heaps of that, and, and then and I could get bowls of rice. But it can be hard. Um, yeah, if you, if you can't find places where and you're going to get like a spicy ramen, and you know on that the night before the race, <laughs> uh, or like even I raced in India once and like everything was just spicy and chilly and yeah so that's not like the best things but yeah so food's definitely the hardest thing um being not knowing where to run can can be tough as well um fukuoka is pretty good where there's a about a k and a half away there's a lake that's a couple of k around so that's pretty easy but yeah when when at home you're at home you can just kind of do your own things eat your own food sleep in your own bed um at, at some other marathons, you got to share rooms with people you don't know, which can be annoying as well. So, uh, yeah, but Fukuoka is a, a pretty good marathon. Um, what was that little side question? What was the that noodle soup thing that you put on? Was it you put it on? Maybe on Be Real? You uh, or Saskia? It just looked so good. It looked like my kind of thing. I was wondering what it was. Yeah, it was I like think- a really clear broth with noodles. And it looked like there was like a roasted tomato in the middle of it. Oh yeah, that was a, it. Was a vegan. Um, that was yesterday. Yeah, that was, that was a vegan uh, ramen. Mm. Um, but yeah, so there was a tomato in it, which I didn't eat. But um, yeah, yeah, I, w- I went to Team Lab, um, which is like a, a gallery here, and it was like the coolest gallery I've ever been to. Really? Yeah. So you walk in and they go, like you stand up, that you have to take your shoes off, your socks off, and roll your pants up to your knees because you're going to walk through water and uh wow yeah and so like there's all these things that you walk up it's like kind of like like a a slope that's like running down water then you go through this like room it's just like you're in a room of like bean bags and like you can't walk you're just like falling over and just kind of (laughs) trying to walk through um yeah then they had all these like light shows and, and stuff and then this other room where you're in knee deep water and there's like projected projected uh like fish um, like wow. koi fish, like swimming through. Um, yeah. So it's but, like a full immerse, immersive yeah, gallery. Exactly. So you're yeah. not looking at art on the walls as such. No, as you, not at all. You're in r- rooms that are you, that are like experiences. You are the art, Brett. Exactly. You are one <laughs> with the art. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the ramen was there. The vegan ramen was there. Yeah. I sort of forgot what I asked. Yeah. <laughs> um, question here from Anonymous. You said that you had adapted your stitch early um, or your approach to, you know, combating the stitch early in the race. So it really only got to about 30% of its normal impact. Um, Does that mean that unlocks like a new level of possibility for you, knowing that it's really just fitness holding you back from going quicker? Um, I suppose it kind of means you can run a bit fearless in the future um, instead of, you know, obviously being worried about about the stitch. Yeah, like I think... (laughs) <laughs> every single race I still like I have a bit of a short memory like I get a stitch but I still go into the next race just attempting to run fast again um, <laughs> like I've never really like I've always kind of gone out fast and uh, and just trying to hope that it that's come off um, but definitely having knowing thinking I know what to do with this stitch definitely is, gives me a lot of confidence. Um, I had more confidence coming to this one compared to London because I felt like I knew what to do. But even still, like I had a few... Uh, yeah, one thing I will say is the pack was so big here that I was like in maybe sixth position and then I could drop back to 20th position and still be in the pack. Where if if I was at London in, in 
because at London after 20k it was me and the pacer so when I got a stitch I just dropped back to being by myself Um, so it depends on the race but yeah I don't know I don't want to like go into my next marathon thinking I have this all figured out because I'll probably find out that I don't Um, so yeah I kind of want to still remember how much I trained and, and what I did to like kind of make myself stronger and, and think what to do with the stitch um, but also how hard it was in the race. So, yeah, it opens up possibilities but it's still the yeah, hardest event to I think, do. Yeah, yep, those those possibilities those possibilities will be checked real fast if you, yeah. just, if you if, just go in thinking I've clocked the stitch. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, yeah, what you – you just have to try and remember. Have you journaled at all like what you did exactly to – because you say you've got um, – a short memory after the race and I suppose journaling is the number one yeah. thing where you can write. Did you write any notes down after the race? No, nah, nah. nah, I didn't. But uh, yeah, I guess at least I've kind of spoken to people about it and kind of, so I've kind of kept like telling the story about what yeah. I do now. So I, I kind of feel like I know at least what to do. One exactly of the, that's one of the stitch. best ways to, to yeah. remember things is to talk about it. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. Uh, here's a question for, I was almost not going to read this one out just because the username's so bloody hard to read. <laughs> KGC110 Ken Mary, what was tougher in the last stages of the race? Was it the mental side or the physical and what got you through? Um, definitely the physical. Like yeah. my, my head was trying to get to the finish as quick as possible. Um, You're not playing chess. Nah, but like <laughs> it wasn't. going to be physical. Yeah, I, but I just like my legs were just absolutely buggered. Um, yeah, definitely physical. I think it's I don't, like I do guess the mental side does come into it. But uh, I suppose me- the mental side comes into how you deal. So the physical is going to be the limiting factor always, yeah. right? Yeah. Unless you're an absolute head case and you just like get too nervous in a race or something and pull out. Mm. But I mean – it's then how the mental side, how you deal with the physical pain. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think when you're having a good race, um, it's easily easy to have less of a mental impact as well. Yeah. Because even though I'm like getting tired, I can feel myself slowing down, I still know I'm on for a good time and it, like it kind of gives you motivation to still like I can still say I'm going to break this show record. Like so I will go as deep as I possibly can. That's definitely true. The the hardest, yeah, for sure. Like hard, the hardest races ever are never like the races that you win. Right? No, it's exactly. Like you, you can you can always like yeah, you just get this extra energy. Yeah, where, yeah. You can just you just push and and it's the mental side sort of almost takes a back step. Yeah. Um, and just allows that physical. You know, you can go through as much physical pain as 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 you need to get the glory. But it's yeah. like those races, you know, how much. How much mental pain were you in at the at the Olympics, right? Like, yeah. you know, when physical, physical and mental pain, yeah. where you're just like, this is, you know, oh, definitely, watching yeah, at home, yeah, that exactly. Sort of stuff. Like, yeah, you start to lose it mentally. Like at the Olympics, definitely start to lose it mentally because it's just like you get pissed off yeah. and annoyed for and, a like, physical reason. Exactly. Yeah. It's not yeah. like you you're just getting a stitch for no reason. Yeah. 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 Um, Dylan Huey, what did Brett actually have for breakfast, and what was your caffeine drink? Um, I had, I think I just had like a couple of bowls of rice. Um, and I had one of those Morton bars, like the, um, the energy chocolate bars I have now. And then the caffeine drink is this, I have this like hydration. Um, the brand is noon, like N 
WN. Um, and it's like um, caffeine. N, N2 use N. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. D- double, when you yeah, said yeah, W. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, you don't worry. You didn't cook it there. I just had to clarify because <laughs> it's like, it's, that was the first time I realized that <laughs> the word W, the letter W use. Yeah. Oh, it's so stupid. Um, yeah. So it, it's like a hydration and caffeine that I just, I bought it when I was in America and I've um, just been using it. I carry this like bag around of it and it's, Kind of all because like I've had it for so long now. It's like going all like half of it's hard, and like because it's like moisture in it, so I like can't. It's like hard for me to find the uh, actual good, <laughs> good um, <laughs> stuff. Uh, yeah, there you go. Um, well, it's been really good. Let's just wrap it up with the very last question. Jay Stanagram asks, "What's next?" Um, well, cross trials if. If my body is fine in the next few weeks and I can get back into training and then hopefully we'll cross. Good. We'll get back Good. into it. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds exciting. Yeah. Well, I'm sure the listeners will uh, be happy to listen about that. What I suppose, like how long are we going to, gonna, um, you know, beat, well, how do I say beat? Yeah. Course, <laughs> you know, like know. we're going to do another episode next week interviewing someone else who, you know, brings Sask on, like how was the holiday after yeah. the race? You know, how was his mental side? So we just carry it on until, you know, the next person breaks the record. I'm like Emma Bates, like 17 days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. You should have almost, you should have almost done that as a funny tag. <laughs> that would have been so funny. Man, I couldn't even think of one post to do. <laughs> I had some good bowling though. Everyone loved my talking about the bowling. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. That was good. All right. All right. Well, sounds good. I'll see you tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. At Zatapec. See you there. You're gonna wear your FTK t-shirt. Oh, mate, it's pretty dirty. Been wearing it nonstop here. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually thought about that, like, because I think it was someone said to me, like, oh, I haven't seen you wear it. Um, and then I was sort of thinking, it's like, just, just like the. The person in the band wear their own band. Yeah, I don't know. Like it's a bit, it's a bit of a weird thing because I know you wear yours quite a bit. Yeah, I've never worn mine to be honest. Really? Nah, not once. For that Actually, reason. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll start wearing it. Use it as dishcloth or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see you All guys. Right. See you later.